You're listening to the Chasing Simple Podcast, episode number four. On today's episode, I'm joined by podcasting expert, Alana Dawson. Alana Dawson is a podcast coach and editor for Busy Women with a Mission. She's the founder of the Mom Wants More podcast and the Podcasting Party Podcast, a podcast for podcasters of all stages and phases. Say that five times fast. Alana is on a mission to put the fun back into podcasting. I met Elena through a mastermind community that we were both part of, and originally I pitched myself to be on her show, which I will link to that episode where I'm on the podcasting party in the show notes if you're curious. But once I decided to create this podcast, I knew that I had to have her come on here and talk to y'all. In this episode, she's sharing her story about a serious health scare, how it made her reevaluate her life and business, and really question how she had been doing things. We go on to talk about pivots, which... I know, is being talked about a lot right now, but we aren't just talking about a messaging pivot or an offer pivot. We talk all about major pivots in your business, how to know when it's necessary, and what to do about it once you know. This episode is full of nuggets of wisdom from Alana, and I really enjoyed our conversation and cannot wait to share it with you. So let's go ahead and dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Really quick, before we dive into the amazing content in this episode, I have to tell you about this. I've teamed up with five amazing entrepreneurs to create the Ultimate Biz Bundle giveaway. If you're listening to this episode during launch week, which is May 4th through 9th, 2020, then you're going to want to head to the show notes and make sure that you enter to win. One lucky winner will receive a seat in Elena Dawson's Podcasting Marty podcast course, Megan Taylor's Happy Hand Lettering Book, and online classes, Timeless mobile editing presets from Mandy Walls, a virtual training from Jessica Razzle on how to deliver a virtual presentation, Kelly Lowerman's Maximize Your Message content repurposing cheat sheet, and two one-hour time management coaching sessions from me. Start or improve your podcast, create a cohesive look for your Insta feed, learn how to speak virtually, learn how to repurpose what you've already created, take back your time, and gain a creative outlet with this amazing bundle. In total, valued at over $500. Just head over to the show notes or go to amandawarfield.com forward slash giveaway to enter to win. Oh, and just a little hint, 
you can enter daily for more chances to win from May 4th through May 9th, 2020. So one more time, that link is amandawarfield.com forward slash giveaway. And now back to the episode. All right. I am so excited to have you on here. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you winded up, wound up here? <laughs> yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, Amanda, by the way. This is so much fun. So I'm Alana Dawson. I always tell everybody it rhymes with banana or it sounds like Atlanta without the T's. It's all, it's so hard, right? Cursed with a difficult name. Thanks, mom. But I am a podcast coach and editor for busy women with a mission, but I didn't always start out that way. I kind of happened into it accidentally. And I think we'll kind of dig into my story a little bit more here in a bit. I'm also a military spouse. My husband's a submariner and I have two girls ages 13 and 10 go into the teens and preteens now, which is a whole new ball game, but I love it. They are, it's fun and exciting and awesome. I reside in Boise, Idaho, grew up, born and raised here in Boise, lived all over the United States, not the world, but the United States, wherever the Navy sent us. And now we're back here. So that's just a little bit about me. Let's see how I came to be where I am. So my story started out as a blogger. I'm actually a writer by trade. Um, that's what I went to school to do. And, but as we know, Amanda, you know, cause you were a military spouse too. Um, it, you know, military life isn't conducive to finding a new job every two years. And so I started writing on a blog for military spouses and that was really fun and it took off and it was just to encourage them kind of in the craziness of military life. Um, and did that for about two, three years. And then, um, I suffered a pulmonary embolism, which is for those of you listening that don't know what that is, it's a blood clot in your lungs. So I was rushed to the hospital, thought I was having a heart attack. Actually, it was in the middle of the night. I was 32 years old. My girls were six and nine at the time, super scary. And I think for a lot of people that have had a near-death experience, they would probably agree with me in that um, that kind of informs the after, everything after. I can still remember laying in the hospital bed that night. Not sh- We weren't sure whether you know I'd make it through to the morning or not, being in excruciating pain and just evaluating my life and wondering like, am I proud of the legacy I'm leaving behind you know, with, for my girls um, and what I did with my life? And I was really sad to answer no, I wasn't. And so I swore that if I made it out of there, I would make you know, the most of my life which sounds really cliche, but it wasn't. It was really what I wanted to do. So came out from that experience and decided to pivot my blog and my writing to really encourage women to step into their God-given gifts and abilities and desired desires. And so started writing about that. And funny enough, that blog did not take off as well as my military um, spouse blog did. And so I pulled my audience and tried to figure out, like we do as entrepreneurs, what to do next. And they were all, this was back in 2017, end of 2016, beginning in 2017, and everybody was listening to podcasts. And so that was the feedback I got. And so I made a pivot to start a podcast. It was called the Mom Wants More podcast. It's still going today. I have a co-host. And so we made a, made a pivot to 
the podcasting world. And from that, women started reaching out to me and asking me if I could help them start a podcast. And now that's where I am today. I've currently, as we're recording this, I have two podcasts and a podcast coaching business that I launched. So that is kind of everything jammed into a real quick synopsis. <laughs> I love it. And I think there's so many things that I want to unpack with this. So yeah, one, the whole idea of what kind of a legacy do you want to leave behind, I think is so important, especially for us as entrepreneurs, because we are guiding ourselves through this. There's no boss telling us, do this this way and do that this way. And this is the track you're supposed to be on. We have to kind of figure it all out for ourselves. So I love that idea of what kind of legacy am I trying to leave behind? What kind of impact am I really trying to make? And I'm all about work-life balance, not just for your business, but also, like you said, for your kids. And for those that you love, I love that so much. And I just wanted to, to highlight that again, because I think that was a really important part of your story. I also heard you say multiple times, even though you didn't necessarily say this word, but you pivoted over and over and over again. Every time you've come up against a pivot, and maybe it's different, but what what are the the thoughts that are going through your mind? What are you feeling when you're coming to a place where you're getting ready to pivot? Maybe you don't know you're getting ready to pivot, but... I don't know if I asked that very succinctly. Yeah, no, no, no. I know exactly what you're asking. And it's so funny that you're asking this question because I'm in the middle of a pivot right now with my first podcast, Mom Wants More. So I think the feelings, sometimes it can feel like resistance, honestly. It can feel like you're just keep coming up against this wall. And I think for me and in my creative brain and the way that my my brain works for my business and and the journey that I'm on I hate when people say the journey but that's it's just what it is um <laughs> for lack of a better term so for me it, I think there are kind of two ways that resistance can go resistance there I think sometimes because we need to push through we need to make it through to the other side to prove to ourselves that we can do it, that we're strong enough. Um, And then sometimes resistance is a sign that we do need to pivot. Um, At least that's been true in my entrepreneurial journey is that anytime I come up against resistance, that's the question I have to ask. One, do I just need to keep pushing through? Or two, is this a time to pivot? And I, for me, it sometimes takes a while to figure that out. With blogging, I love blogging, I love writing, but both times that I pivoted from my military spouse blog to my, this other blog, um, and then from blogging to podcasting, both of those times I had felt it coming before, like you said, before I actually knew where it was going. I knew there needed to be a change. I just wasn't sure what that was going to look like. And it can also look like I see this with clients when their when their podcast needs to take a pivot. It looks like frustration. It can look like frustration. It can look like spinning your wheels and not gaining any traction. A lot of the time for growth, especially I'm I'm speaking within the lens of podcasting, but that's kind of the lens I see everything through. So you can take this, listeners, and apply it to whatever business you run. What that looks like for you, but. For the for growth, lots of times they're like, well, why are, why aren't the numbers growing? Why aren't I gaining? Why isn't my audience growing? Why aren't I growing in those downloads? And I'll, 
And lots of times it can be because just one teeny piece is missing, or it can be a bigger piece. Like this, just this week, I was working with a client and her show is an hour long show. She loves it an hour long. So I said, okay, let's go into your analytics and look because in Apple turns out, and I know in a lot of other platforms, you can check and see when your listenership, when they drop off. And every single person was dropping off right around 30 minutes. So guess what that told us? It's time to pivot. We need to move from an hour long to a shorter episode. And I think that's so true in our own businesses is we need to look and see, okay, what are we doing that's maybe working for us, but that isn't working for our audience? It's not working for our clients. And how can we pivot to change to make it work? Okay. None of you can see me, but I'm just over here vigorously shaking my head. Yes, because... This is exactly what I have been feeling in my business for so long. And I I was constantly trying to fit a round peg into a square hole or square peg, whatever the saying is. But <laughs> I was butting my head against the wall constantly over and over and over again. And as we're recording this, I haven't even announced that this podcast is coming out. I, nobody even knows that I'm doing a major rebrand. That this is... I am right in the middle of this. So, so relevant. And I totally agree. A lot of times you feel resistance and the lack of growth in a business for me should have been a sign way sooner than it was. And as soon as I started pivoting, even a little bit behind the scenes, there was massive growth. It's so true. And the other thing I think too, is that pivoting is hard. Like, let's just talk about that for a minute. It is not an easy decision. Right now, my first show, Mom Wants More, we have made the decision Uh, In fact, as we're recording this, it'll happen next week. We'll make the announcement, but we're done with mom once more. It's been an amazing journey. Both my co-host and I love the show. We haven't had stagnant growth. In fact, we've continued to grow, but it just got to a point where both of us were feeling individually and then also together of that pull of like, okay, what's not right here? What's growth is there. Um, but we're not feeling it. So where is that coming from? Let's pay attention to the, this inner feeling. And for those of you listening to this, I don't know if you're into the Enneagram, Amanda, we haven't talked about this. Okay. I'm a huge Enneagram fan and I'm a four and my co-host is a four. So we're both very like into our feelings. So we got to pay attention to that, right? When we feel that pull and that desire of like, okay, what, what is happening here? There's something else there. And so it was a really, really hard decision for us to pull the plug and for us to say, we're not going to, we're not going to do this anymore, even though one, we love it two we love doing it together and three, it is growing, but it was time for both of us to really step into our own thing. Both of our own things were taking off. She's a, a health and wellness coach. And of course I have my podcast coaching. And so although the message is still the heartbeat of what we both do, it's no longer where we're supposed to be. I love all of us. I love that you brought up the Enneagram because for me, being a one, I am very analytical. You know, it. I have a lot of feelings because I'm a one wing too, but when it comes to big decisions, I'm very much black and white thinker. And so for me, I look at numbers and things like this. And in fact, when I first started thinking about pivoting, my husband and I went on a lot, very long walks around our neighborhood trying to decide because like you mentioned this, it is so scary to, I literally gave up everything, 
uh, about my business. I dropped, and I'll have an episode coming out about this later, everyone, but I dropped 88% of my email list just this week. I am down to very low numbers now, but it's people who have opted in and really want to be there. It's scary though to give up. I spent two years throwing my heart and my soul and all of my time into this one thing, and now I'm having to come to terms with it's not working and it's time to pivot. And now that I'm a few months into the pivot, I'm so glad like hindsight is 2020, right? But in the in the moment, it's so scary. And so I love that you one, you brought that up, and two that you brought up the Enneagram because we all experience things so differently and think through things so differently. So I love that too. That's a really good point. And I love that you brought up, there's just so many good nuggets. I love that you brought up the fact that things were working for y'all and it just didn't feel right. And so that's a whole different ball game for when you should pivot and what that looks like and how that feels. Yeah. I think one of the best, biggest lessons I've had to learn as an entrepreneur and like being my own boss is that I got to trust my gut for so long. I would be like, well, does it, does the data back it up? Right. I try to live in, by the way, my husband's a one. So I'm like, <laughs> he, he counter, he counterbalances me really, really well in that. But I'm always like, what do the numbers say? Or, cause I'm trying to, you know, I want to make sure I'm making really wise decisions, but I've just learned in so many different instances, I got to trust my gut. And so now that's one of the things, if I feel that, or if I'm, like, okay, then maybe this is a little, here's a little bit of resistance here. Why am I feeling this way? I stop and take notice right away because otherwise there's a whole trickle down effect in my business and in my personal life. Hey there, I'm popping in really quick to ask for your help. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a rating and review for the Chasing Simple podcast? See, Ratings and reviews are really important in the life of a podcast because it tells your podcast player that people are listening to and enjoying this show, which means that this show will get put in front of a wider audience. Not only that, but I love to read the encouraging words from listeners, especially on those hard days of entrepreneurship. If you felt encouraged by this show, I would love to hear about it. So please go leave a rating and review if you haven't already. It would really mean the world to me. Could you talk on that a little bit more? Do you feel comfortable with that? Talk about the yeah. trickle down effect and what that looks like. Yeah, you bet. So for me, a big, a big part of it is is when I come to decision making. Usually, I have a gut feeling about what what I'm supposed to do, and if I sit in that too long, as many fours do, I can fret and get all up in my feelings instead of just taking the action and making the decision. And so in my personal life, what that looks like is a lot of my hubby's not here right now. As I mentioned, he's in the military. And so we're currently stationed apart. But so we don't do a lot of walks together, but we do a lot of talks together. God rest his soul. (laughs) A lot of FaceTime where he's like, okay, that was, you know, 45 minutes of your business talk. So it takes up a lot of space in our marriage. And then it also takes up a lot of space in my parenting where I feel like I'm not completely present with my kiddos which is a huge deal because I'm a solo parenting. So I've had to take notice of that. And I've found that I used to beat myself up for making decisions because I felt it in my gut. I think there's a time and a place for evaluating and patience. And um, my faith plays a big part in my business. And so Mm -hmm. prayer is a big part of that and, and waiting on that guidance and also asking mentors and, you know, people that are, have gone before me, what they think. I have a, I'm part of a mastermind group. And so a lot of times I'll go to them with 
with what I'm thinking. But the longer I wait in that, it tends to eat up more of it as well as like, I can't focus in my business. Where I used to feel like I can't just make hasty decisions. I have to really make this weighty. What I found for me and my personality is that's actually detrimental to both my business because I can't focus on the other things I need to do and my personal life. So now it really comes down to, okay, what am I feeling in my gut? Okay. Is that, what are the repercussions? Like what would be the consequences if this is the wrong decision? If the consequences aren't that big and I'm like, okay, this seems like in a pretty good, you know, choice. Okay. Boom. Otherwise I kind of, I've, pray about it. I put it out to my mastermind, of course, my husband. And then I make the decision. I take action and I have to, I don't let myself sit in that for very long anymore because I mean, it took me six months to launch my podcast because I sat in that like one perfectionism, but two, just like analysis paralysis, right? Where like, I could not, I just wanted to make sure that I had all the right decisions and knew all what hosting company to I use. Well, I got to research all 150 instead of going with the one that I feel like people keep talking about. It seems like a great hosting company. I need someone to tell me to slow down sometimes a lot of the times because I'm like, okay, gut decision. Let's go. Just do it. What are you? Are you a wing nine wing two? A wing two. Okay. See, and I'm a wing three. And so that's part of that. Like, hastiness of like, I'm just going to make a decision whether it's right or wrong. You know, I'm just going to get it done. I got to achieve this. I got to check the box. I got to be finished. So um, yeah, we'll have to connect on Boxer for sure. I'm happy to be your, your uh, sounding board. You can slow me down. I can speed you up. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Because I definitely, I, it can be great to either sit and think, and it can be great to make quick decisions when I could use a little bit more the prayer thing. That's always for me, one of those where I'm like, dang, why didn't I just pray over that? Cause I wanted to just do it and I'm stubborn. That's why. Okay. So <laughs> I believe that as an entrepreneur, pivoting is going to always be an essential part of your business that you're never going to find the one perfect pivot and that you're going to be pivoting for the entire length of your career. A hundred percent. And I think we have seen proof of this in exactly what's happening right now while recording this during COVID-19. We, I mean, if there's ever been a time where massive pivoting has had to happen and creativity too, it's now, at least in my lifetime. And I love it. I love to see what is happening as far as, you know, like we've got a diner down the street from us. Um, It's a little, well, it's a cafe. And they usually serve, you know, it's like your typical rural farmer cafe. They serve big breakfasts and really delicious burgers and prime rib on Thursdays, you know, like, (laughs) but they've had to pivot because they don't have, they're having to do, you know, just carry out, which is eating up a lot of it. So they're offering groceries. So I can run down and get, order a bag of flour, which is out in all the grocery stores, sugar, you know, coffee, like all of these things. So Yes, I think 100% pivoting is something we as business owners and entrepreneurs need to learn how to do well and often because you're right. That's honestly, I feel like that's all my whole journey has, again, there's that word, right? (laughs) Because it's like, 
go here. Oh, okay, that's not working. Pivot. Tweaking and changing and moving. And I just think it's something that we have to get comfortable with. So people are listening. They're saying either I see the data or I have the feeling something's not working or it is working, but something doesn't feel right. I need to pivot. What do I do? What action steps would you give? Mm -hmm. How would you go about that whole process of deciding how to pivot, what to pivot? What would you do? What would you advise everyone? Yeah, I think, you know, maybe it's my background as a writer, but I'd say get out a piece of paper, notebook, paper, or your apps note, you know, on your um, phone, your notes app on your phone is what I meant to say. (laughs) And just brain dump, write everything down. What is, if you're an analytical person, then put the numbers. If you're a feelings person, put the feelings, maybe put a little bit of both and just look at it from like a bird's eye view of what, what is it telling you? Cause I think sometimes we can get so up in our head, so up in our gut, so up in our heart that we need to just be able to like put it all out. And maybe for you, it's not writing it down. Maybe it's for you. It's, you know, talking to your spouse or talking to a trusted friend, but I would say dump it all out, just get it all out there. And then I would say, ask yourself the question, what is one, one next thing, one next right step that I could take that is going to feel good or make sense with the data or vice versa and take that step because a lot of pivoting is just figure out which way to go over on mom once more, because I've already been talking about it. I'll just continue we decided we were going to try sponsorships. And so in ads, we've run them a couple different ways. One way worked, the other way worked. We got to choose which one we liked best. And I think a lot of the times we don't give ourselves permission to do that either. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, like, what feels best? What is going to work best for my family? Because it's like, like you mentioned, it's not just about what's going to make the most money, though that's a great question to ask. What's going to serve your audience well? Great question to ask. What is what brings me happiness? What is fun? Can we just put the fun back in to what we're trying to do? That's my whole motto with podcasting. I'm on a mission to put the fun back into podcasting. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or stressful. Neither does your didn't you get into your, you know, entrepreneurial journey because there it is again. How many times? It's like a <laughs> drinking game. How many times? If we can drink every time Alana says journey. Um, you know, like, didn't you get into it because you were looking for something different, for something fun and meaningful? Like, let's get back to that. So those are, I think, some questions you can ask. And then just real practically, I honestly, I think the best question is like, what's the one next right step that I can take? How would you recommend that people know what that is though? Is there a way to, is it just gut? Is it pulling your audience? Is it, what, what does that look like? Oh yeah. So that's a great question. So I think a lot of it is gut is numbers. It is those questions that I mentioned before, but I think the best way, if you're like wondering what's going to serve your audience best is pulling them a hundred percent. I try to pull my audience twice a year. I get a feel of what they're feeling, where they want me to go. I ask them, you know, what are they struggling with? And a lot of the answers I get back 
are not things that I would expect that I was going to hear. And so that's, a you know, for us, that is time for us to stop and sit up and say, okay, if I've heard this answer more than once, if I heard it twice, three times, four times, maybe I should pay attention to what they're asking me, even if that doesn't, you know, that isn't what I think that they need, right? Because it's tell them what they want, but give them what they need. So you can say you want more time to be able to podcast in your life. I'm going to tell you how to do that. Well, how they're going to do that is by implementing the patchwork, which I know both you and I love because you came on my podcast and talked about (laughs) patchwork. It's the best. It is the best. The only way to survive entrepreneurship. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's the best. Honestly, when you're talking about from your audience standpoint, not just you as the, you know, CEO and COO of your, of your company. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's pull your audience. Okay. So if you were to give everyone one small action step that they could take this week after listening to this podcast, what can they do in their business to facilitate a pivot? Mm. What would you, what would you suggest? Ooh, there's so many good ones. Cause I just talked about them, but I think um, if you're feeling like, I think you need to like figure out whether you're feeling that resistance in the first place, because you don't need to pit if it's working, mm-hmm. don't stress yourself out about like, do I need to change what's going on? Absolutely not. But I think the first action step you can take is to give your spouse, yourself some time and space to ask that question. Is it time for a pivot? That would be my one action step for you this week. I love that. And that is exactly what I had to do. I took, I put my last show for those of you that came over from the Live Organized, Live Simple podcast. I put that one on hiatus long before I actually knew what I was doing and whether or not I was pivoting because I needed to take a step back and figure it out. So I love that. It's a great action step. Yeah. For mom once more, that's what Amber and I did. We were both feeling this at the beginning of the year. We had already recorded our season three content. And so we, we just decided we were going to take from the end of January until the beginning of March and just kind of sit in that and see what we were both feeling without pushing ourselves one way or another. We weren't going to worry about that. And actually the answer came pretty, pretty quickly after that, which I'm thankful because of we made the decision before all of this craziness happened. But yeah, so just give yourself some time and space. Also for, this is kind of side tangent, but kind of related. If you don't have a creative hobby that's not related to your business, you need to get one because, and this is going to sound crazy, but for me, mine is playing the Sims because I can build and create in there. And it's really nerdy for sure and lame, but um, it's a super creative outlet for me. And I get so many good ideas for my business by taking a step back and doing something creative that's not related. Oh, yes. Such a great piece of advice. I agree. Okay. So I like to end every episode with a book recommendation. And if you could only recommend one book, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be business related, but it totally can be. Oh, man. This is so hard because that is probably my... I don't know that it's technically creative, but I'm in, my one hobby is reading. I love to read. I read nonfiction, fiction, everything. I love it. Um and so I, I racked my ba- brain about what would be the best book. And so I think the best one to recommend, and it's one of my favorites. You guys can't see, but it's right there on my shelf. It's Big Magic by Elizabeth oh. Gilbert. I read it after my pulmonary embolism, and I read it every year at the beginning of the new year. She talks a lot about 
following. She calls them muses, but it's basically this idea of following your inspiration, following your creativity, like what lights you up and excites you to follow that. And if you don't, they're going to go find somebody else to inspire and to give an idea to. So I think it's a great book for entrepreneurs, but also for creatives. I love it. I've actually read that one also, and it's wonderful. I would also so good. Yes. Plus, I just love her writing style. So, Alina, this has been so great. I just love where this episode took us. The journey it took us on, you might say. (laughs) (laughs) Drink. (laughs) (laughs) Where can everyone find you to get all kinds of great information on podcasting? Also, I'm just going to go ahead and plug your podcast for you because I listen to it regularly. You guys know that I am very selective about who I bring in as a mentor into my life and my business. And the podcasting party is a great podcast, whether you're a dreamer and you would one day want to start a podcast or you already have one, or you just like listening to podcasts. I think it's super educational and I love the behind the scenes and all of it. So other than that, where else can everyone find you? Well, thank you so much, Amanda. That means so much to me. Um, So the best place that you can find me is over on my website. It's alanadawson.com. It has all the information as well as some freebies um, for whatever phase or stage of podcasting you're in. Uh, And then the other place I like to hang out is over on Instagram. So I'm alanapdawson there. And uh, that's a great spot to come and hang out with me there. I'd love that if you'd come be my Insta bestie. Perfect. Well, everyone head over to the website, the freebie about creating your vision for your podcast. Phenomenal. It's how I, I ended up writing like three or four word document pages from that for this podcast and really just got everything on paper. So it's phenomenal. Go check that out. All of those things will be linked in the show notes for you. And Melina, thank you so much for coming on here. I really appreciate it. Oh, Amanda, thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing and the message you're getting out there for us entrepreneurs. Listen, this life is not an easy one and we need all the help we can get. So thank you for everything you do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.